Alright, what's going on guys? Hope you all are doing well. Welcome back to the Run Free Podcast. Really excited for this one. Jay's in the house, joining us once again. It's been a while since we chatted. Jay, thanks for joining us on this one. Yeah, man. Happy to be here. It's going to be fun. So what we're going to do with this one, guys, is we're going to start a little bit of a series, and it's going to be us basically coaching you through your toughest moments that you go through in training, because Jay and I have been there before. We know like sometimes you just need someone to kind of talk you through things when things get things get rough. So that's what we're going to do in this series. Um, today's episode, what we're going to walk you through is, so you just tanked a workout, and we're going to give you guys some advice on how to navigate those tricky waters. But before we do that, uh, since we haven't talked to Jay in a while, Jay, last time we chatted, we were talking about when to experiment in training, and you had a pretty fun little experiment going on. Maybe you could just fill people in on what that experiment was and where you're at with that right now. Yeah, so the idea was that I would uh, do different training focuses on four different weeks, and I would do a sprint week, a long run week, a tempo week, and then like a normal everything training week that had like something sprinting, something VO2 max related, a tempo run and a long run. So the thing that I think is the biggest takeaway so far, and I'm still doing it, this is like 16 weeks I think into it. So it's definitely enough time to learn something. Yeah, you gotta give it time. Yeah, and so um, I think the biggest takeaway so far is, and, and I've always known this to be true and I've always told athletes this, is man, volume is king. You have to do the volume. And so with this experiment, I went all in on my sprint week and I went all in on my tempo week, which meant those two weeks in particular, the volume came significantly down. Especially the sprint week, right? Especially the sprint week. So the sprint week, I was only doing like 20 miles, 25. So I was trying to run a full week like a 400 meter, 200 meter sprinter would run. So I was lifting two to three times a week and I'd have days where I'd work out for an hour and a half on the track, but I might only cover like three miles. <laughs> you know, it's lots of rest. It's really unsatisfying as a distance runner, huh? You're like, oh, I did three miles. <laughs> yeah, it, well, you know, it's weird because it was so satisfying in a sense because I was doing some things I hadn't done in a long time. Like I ran a bunch of 200s one day, all under 30 seconds, and several of them under 28, which I hadn't done that in forever. (laughs) And so what I'm kind of learning is, yes, those are areas as a distance runner that I need to touch, but I can't run 25 miles in a week, and I can't follow that up with another 50-mile week and be – with me on track for what I want to do goals wise. Mm -hmm. So your typical training volume, if you weren't doing your experiment, would be about what? 60 to 70, Mm -hmm. maybe I'd hit 80 here and there. So significantly less volume. And while I improved my speed, I think I actually detrained a little bit on the endurance side. But um, Man, I had some really good fast workouts that brought back some speed. And then the second thing I think I learned was, I actually took one of your suggestions that we were talking about last time. I'm still doing the same thing generally, but I'm going 
tempo run twice a week and then a longer tempo run. So I might do eight times a K at, at tempo effort with 50 seconds rest is one of them that I really like doing. And then the following workout, I do like a four or five mile tempo run. And then I might do like 13 miles with three tempo at the end. So, and then on the in-between days or two days in between workouts, if I was really tired, I'd get my volume back up and run 10 or 11 miles. And then with sprint week, I was doing the same. So on my sprint day, I was actually last week, I did uh, six times 30 meter flies, which that's really (laughs) short sprinting, but I warmed up for four miles. I did four miles Uh of warm up. So you're adding in a little more volume. Yeah, I got my volume back up. And then I did 500, 400, 300 with like four minutes recovery. So that was a that was a big sprint day for me. But then I cooled down four more miles. So I had in like nine or ten miles for the day. Whereas previously I was only getting in like right. I would just do the sprint warm up, no running before or after. And I can already tell that I'm feeling like so much better yeah. on the endurance side just by simply adding back in that easy running. Yeah, and I think that's huge for people who are listening is most people do have a sweet spot, you know, where if their volume drifts down below a certain amount, like they're not going to feel as good. But it doesn't mean you can't work on your sprint speed. It just means like you can work on your sprint speed, but keep your volume up where it needs to be so you're still feeling good and not, not detraining like you were saying. So I think this is something that I probably will continue to do in subsequent years is have a sprint week here and there. And probably when I start my training cycle, it might only be 20 or 25 miles. But instead of staying at that, I'll slowly add in that volume Mm -hmm. to get it back up. But um, no, I'm really excited about getting back on the track and and running some fast, hopefully, miles. Yeah, so you did race off it. I did. I ran ran okay. I ran 431 for the mile. And it was more of a tactical race than like trying to run as fast as I could. But I could just tell when I finished, I was, I was not able. It was weird because my sprint speed is better than it has been, but I couldn't kick. Huh. Because kicking comes from strength. Yeah. Because the kick, the I didn't have the volume behind right. the kick. Yeah. So I kind of struggled to kick a little bit, but warming up, I I remember telling you warming up, I was running like. I could not run a stride slower than 14 seconds. And I was just, felt like I was jogging. And so when I started the race, I was like, oh my goodness, I'm gonna crush this. (laughs) And then I felt great, great, great. And then I just didn't have the support Uh of of the volume to get it, get the job done. So I'm gonna go back and try again in a few more weeks. It's kind of like if you had a Usain Bolt run a mile for time, like his sprint speed it wouldn't serve him because he doesn't have the strength to back it up. Yeah, it wouldn't show up at the end. Although I don't think I'd want him sitting on me with 100 to no. go. <laughs> no, 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 That'd be really interesting. I'd love to see you saying do a mile for time. I wonder what he could do. Dude, I bet he'd run really fast. For a mile? Yes. Like, what do, you, what do you think really fast? Well, I mean, relatively fast. I bet he could run 430 for a mile. What? No. Yeah. No. Oh, yeah. All right, we're shooting a challenge to Usain Bolt. Mile for time. Four thirty. I'm saying no, no. Not right Jay. now. Not right now. When he was in his prime. No, no I think way. so. No, dude. Yeah, I think so, man. I don't think he breaks five fifteen. 
<laughs> we got. We're gonna have to go straight to this. We're gonna Unless have to get Usain Bolt on the podcast. Okay, but he can't wear the alpha flies because if he wears the alpha <laughs> flies, he's definitely he'll be like four ten. Four. Well, that's what I was talking about. Alpha flies <laughs> yeah. on. Yeah, right. <laughs> to try and mention the alpha flies yeah. in every single episode. Yeah. All right. Cool. We'll, we'll continue to follow and track your progress with this experiment. I think it's really interesting. I think it makes running really fun. You know. And I think that's the thing too with, you know, kind of our approach to training is like you're using philosophies, things that you've learned from other coaches, things you've observed from your coaching career. And then you're building on that, experimenting with that and seeing, you know, so it's not like you're starting from baseline zero, like you're taking like really tried and true principles, but then you're kind of taking them to the next level. Yeah, and all, all of this kind of came out of like, how do I re-enjoy the sport? How do I like get myself back into it? And it's weird because I started with this lower volume. Now I'm excited to run more. Yeah, totally. Get away from it. Yeah, I kind of tricked myself back yeah, into it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I think you know, for athletes who are struggling with motivation, sometimes that's it, right? Like they're just stale. They're like, dude, I'm sick of running the same five mile loop from my house every single day, the same exact speed. Like this is boring. And I get the same way in the weight room, you know. Like today, like I rarely do work out the same way because I get bored just doing the same mm-hmm. thing over and over again, and the body stops responding to it, you know. I, I think the problem with that too is if you stop asking yourself question what am i excited to do mm-hmm. today or what am i craving yeah what's like going to be fun yeah totally. yeah, you, and, yeah and it's easy to get in like the monotony of right. going through the motions and not having some good self-talk and yeah. asking yourself good questions yeah because i mean think about yourself like doing a workout that you don't really want to do compared to a workout that you're you think is gonna be fun and ex- you're really excited about you're gonna get so much more out of that workout you're excited about than one that's just been prescribed but you're just like sick of this workout you know so like for our athletes who are, are running with their coaches like if there's ever in a workout that you're like you know what i'm just like sick of this workout or i just don't like this workout you know that's one of the questions we ask our athletes on the athlete intake form what what's your least favorite workout what's your favorite workout so we can know that because there's a lot of different ways to achieve the same goal with the workout you know so if Absolutely. it's 10 by a k and you hate doing k's like we can give you 1200s we can give you miles like we can just make slight alterations yeah. so like you don't have like vomit come into your mouth when you start thinking about the workout. Yeah, absolutely. So for you guys who are run free athletes, if we're prescribing a workout that you're not stoked on, please like tell your coach, like we can modify things. Like it's really, really important to us that like you are loving your training mm-hmm. and like every workout that you see prescribed to you, like, man, I can't wait to go do this workout. Absolutely. I think that's really important. So anyways, well, let's, uh, let's get into today's subject. So you just tanked a workout. You want to start? You want me to? What do you What do you tell your athletes when they just totally tanked? And let's say it's a really big, like key workout that they were supposed to like nail this workout, and then they just tanked it. What do you What do you tell your athletes in that moment? So I think the way that I learned how to deal with tanking a workout is by watching other people, and I think it's something that I have to continue to relearn. Like, I think it's not something for me anyway, personally, that I, I've got it and I'm done. I think it's something I revisit and, uh, and read about other people and watch other people and see what they're doing and how they handle it. And I think the best way is uh, to take a step back, put it in perspective of wherever that workout is, 
and realize that you don't get in shape with one workout. Totally, yeah. And so one of the stories that that uh, that I experienced personally is when I got to go to Kenya for uh, three weeks and train with Kipchoge's group, uh, one of the guys didn't feel good. And we literally jogged five minutes and he stopped and walked back to the camp. And I didn't ask him what was wrong, but he just walked back and he said, I'm gonna take today off, I don't feel great. So he walked back, I have no idea what he did. <laughs> and we didn't, went and jogged and I saw those guys run ahead of me and that was, I ran with the women and that was a great workout. But the next day he was back out there and he was in the front of the group just like thrashing everyone. <laughs> and so I was like, wow, that bad day didn't affect him mentally or emotionally. He just took it in stride and um, went back to the drawing board, took a day's rest and felt better the next yeah. day. Yeah, it's kind of like, it almost seems like he was able to recognize that this is just a part of the process of training that you're going to have bad workouts that so i think i think that's maybe a good like kind of first point here is like don't freak out because you had a bad workout because having bad workouts is part of the process like you 100 percent are going to have bad workouts like i reminded my athletes of this all the time like i never had one marathon buildup where i nailed every single workout like there was always a workout where i felt like i just bombed it you know so number one i think is just realizing this is normal like this is Absolutely. a part of the process not to say like you can't have a buildup where you nail every single workout like that could certainly become your reality but if it's not the case and you do tank this workout like just accept it as like this is normal this is what everyone goes through yeah and then uh another thing that that happens from time to time is uh you start to learn athletes and you start to learn uh, that sometimes your body and your mind will hold you back. And with certain athletes, you know that. And when they have a bad workout in the buildup, you're like high-fiving them. You're like, man, you are so ready. <laughs> and they're like, what? And I'm like, yeah, you had great workouts up until you know, the week of or the week before. And now you had a workout where you just couldn't get moving your body and your mind is making you run well in three more days totally yeah yeah that taper period is like such a delicate period where yeah your body's literally like holding the reins on you and i think it's almost like a mentality thing it's like when you're tapering like in your mind you're like trying to get through the workout as easy as possible rather than attacking the workout like mm -hmm. you're not aggressive you are holding the reins a little bit and when that happens like it always feels way harder than you want it to feel yeah it's almost like uh you know if you were gonna do like push-ups without trying like that's you're not going to be successful. You have to put the effort into yeah, it. Yeah. And when you have that race day or that race prep workout and it doesn't go well and you've experienced that before, man, you shouldn't sweat it. You should be yeah. like, it's no big deal. Yeah. And the other one I could think of personal experience was um, when I ran uh, my 10K PR, I almost didn't start the race. And I was just tired. And I remember saying to my wife, I think I'm gonna not run. And she was like, yeah, I'll just go try and see how it goes. And I think that was what was happening is my body not feeling good has just been holding me back and holding me back. And, and your body and your mind knows 
especially when it's on the calendar and it's set up, your body kind of gets in that mode of preparing and stops you from ruining it. It's almost like there's nothing you can do now. You're going to run well. Or at least that's the perspective I'd rather have than like, (laughs) like, like mentally just totally bailing, (laughs) even though I tried to that one day. But that's another reason it's good to have good people around you to remind yeah. you of truths instead of totally. you ruining it yourself. Right. Yeah, and uh, I mean, like your experience, like every single pro runner would be nodding their head being like, yeah, like I've either have that same reoccurring experience over and over again in my training or I've at one point have had that happen to them. So, you know, for our athletes who maybe are going through that situation, like, that's just par for the course, you know, that's just normal. But yeah, I love like restoring perspective, you know, and I took took a note on that before we started. And uh, one thing that I was thinking about with how to restore that perspective and get that back is uh, also too, to like look back at your training log, you know, like I always try and reinforce with my athletes and with myself when I was having bad workouts, like let's look at the entire block. Like let's get away from the microscope of just today, just this workout. Let me look at like this whole block of training. So I'll go back through my training logs and I'll look back at big workouts that I did hit and that was feeling good on. And it just kind of like builds my confidence back up because it does like, you know, like it jars your confidence when you're out there trying to run marathon pace and you can't do it for like two miles and it's a couple days before the race or whatever the workout is you know like it does it hits your confidence and so it is important i think to kind of re-establish that confidence and for me like a big way to do that is to talk to your coach have conversations like we're having right now and then also to look back at that training log and be like look look at the big block because the big block is what determines how fast you run like you're saying it's not about just hitting one workout one day and it's always surprising to me looking at athletes' logs, looking at my own, uh, how much work you did. Like, I I think we forget so easily, and that's one of the reasons it's important to look back, is a lot of times when I look back, I'm like, wow, they are really, really ready. Like, they did this, 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 and this, and all that adds up to something very, very good. Yeah, totally, yeah. Yeah, so I think that's kind of the first step, guys, is like restore perspective as quick as you can, like get that back. And then I know like for myself um, is restoring hope because I think that's something that can also like get really tarnished when you just tank to work out. You're just like, oh, dude, I'm so screwed for this race, <laughs> you know? So like how would you go about restoring hope after, or what would you say to your athletes if they tank to work out? How do they get their hope back? That You know, we kind of touched on a lot of things already, but – how do you restore hope? Yeah, I don't know the answer to that question, honestly. Um, I think part of it is what we already talked about. But I don't know. How, I guess my question would be, like, why maybe have you lost hope? Mm, like, what's, it, what's yeah. the hope? Uh-huh. You know, what were you uh-huh. hoping for that's gone? Uh-huh. I think because it might be different for different people. Yeah. So I don't know. I, I think that's probably where I would start with that question and finding out, like, what was your hope in first? Yeah, yeah, yeah totally. I love that. Yeah, because it's so easy to, like, 
put start putting your hope in the wrong thing or you know i've done podcasts before we're talking about like having the right goals and holding on to your goals loosely and stuff and when you take a workout and you freak out afterwards part of it might be like okay i'm like holding on to this thing too tightly or maybe i placed my hope in the wrong thing you know or maybe i've just put too much of myself into this mm-hmm. so it's actually like an opportunity kind of like like a little bit of a gut check you know where you're like what's going on inside me you know and I know, like, for me, too, like, sometimes it helps if I just, like, had a really bad workout to actually pull out a calendar and be like, okay, I just, like, had this bad workout, but, like, I still have time. And sometimes time allows me to restore that hope, you know? Oh, yeah. It's like, okay, today did not go well, but look, like, I still have, like, six weeks of training for this marathon or however long. Hopefully it's not, like, three days before the race, but I have tanked those workouts yeah. before. In this case, that would not work. You're like, I still yeah. have two days. <laughs> but even then, it's like... Two days to rest. Freshen up, yeah. Two days yeah. to sleep, yeah. two days to do some little minor things. Right. Yeah. So just like realizing that like, like this is just feedback that you're getting and now you still have time to like make adjustments. And that's kind of where I wanted to go to next was like, so what adjustments should athletes make on a physical standpoint what's important to look at physically speaking that okay i tank this workout like maybe my body is trying to give me some feedback here how should athletes adjust things physically speaking you know when it comes to nutrition um, to sleep and then to actual training other things they maybe can do to like get their body feeling good again and kind of get back into a good spot training wise you know uh you made me think of one thing with hope uh is a lot of athletes are going through a situation where their hope is in their youth. Yeah. <laughs> Especially yeah. as you get older and your training, you know, maybe starts to not be quite as fast or as good. And man, I listened to Meb a lot when he was, you know, I think a lot of people did when he was getting older into his career. And one of the things he did was, um, he would restart his PRs in his mind every year. I love that. Yeah. And a great so idea. have a PR for yeah. the year. That's my personal best. And it would be weird because sometimes he would say in an interview that I was my personal best, blah, blah, blah. And the interview would be like, no, that wasn't. And he'd be like, no, that's my best this year. Uh-huh. You know? Yeah, like yeah. he's correcting him and be yeah. like, no, 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 I'm not holding on to that because right. I've got to focus on each year because if you compare yourself to – when your previous self, that can be as bad as comparing oh, yourself to somebody right. else. So yeah. anyway, I think that can restore hope for the aging athlete. Totally. It's just to reset your year. Right. And then the other thing is, even though you run slower, you can still have the same fun and joy mm-hmm. yeah. in running and feeling of running fast and free, yeah. even as you get older. So, totally. But yeah, there's a lot of things you can do nutrition wise and i think that's one that you've really dialed into really really deeply and i've learned a lot just from messing around with my nutrition and feeling better and then sleep man wow yeah that's huge if you're not sleeping then we gotta we gotta take care of that first yeah yeah i mean i always remember the advice that my uh pastor in college 
would tell people when they'd come to him with problems, he'd be like, okay, go home, take a nap, eat a good meal, and then let's chat, you know? Because <laughs> it's so funny how, like, problems can solve themselves when you take a nap and you eat a good meal, you know? And sometimes, and I notice this all the time with athletes I coach personally, it's like, I don't know why, but, man, I had this really bad workout. I'm so frustrated. Like, I was feeling good. Like, I can't explain it. And then I start asking questions like, well, Tell me, like, what was your hydration and your your calorie intake during this long run or this long threshold? Like, well, I didn't really get in any calories and I didn't really drink. And I'm like, that would <laughs> probably it's gonna explain. Yeah. yeah, so, you know, you start digging with your athletes. And it really is, like, we are full packages, you know. So, you can't, like, we've built our business model on. You cannot just do the training and then you know not Skip have the other steps. areas yeah or just not have it dialed in you know mm-hmm. like you got to have everything dialed in because they all affect each other and so you might have tanked your workout just because you, you were breakfast. yeah you missed breakfast you skipped a meal you were dehydrated you didn't drink anything all day you drank your coffee like seven hours ago and now you're on this total downfall down, yeah. yeah so yeah. i mean for our athletes who are listening to this conversation like we couldn't possibly like get into all of this in this podcast today like the things that could go wrong nutritionally hydration wise but that is something that you should definitely look at and you know i've talked about on this podcast before sometimes i'd have really bad workouts just because i'm like depleted you know Mm -hmm. and i just the next workout i'm like okay well i'm gonna try loading up a little bit more on my carbs before the next workout and let me just see if that was the problem all along see if i feel a little bit better next time out so just encourage athletes who may just tank one like don't just like be like, oh, my training's off or man, I just mentally folded. Like look at all the elements that come into play here. Look at how well did you sleep last night? Not just last night. How well did you sleep this last week? How long have you been sleeping? How well have you been sleeping the last month, the last year? Like you got to look at every single facet, you know? Did you do like a heavy leg day like two days ago? Like you could be flat as a pancake just for that reason alone, you know? Like so you don't stop exploring like – it's kind of like how we as humans, I think, have this tendency to run away from our pain. You know, bad things happen to us and you just want to like get away from it, right? You're just like, dude, just, I just want to get as far away from this. I just want to feel good again. I don't want to go into this. But it's like you go you go into these bad workouts and they can really teach you something important. So I encourage athletes who have just tanked a workout, like go into your pain, like fig- go in there, like search it out, figure it out, like go into one area, like think about, okay, sleep wise, like was there anything off in the sleep category over the last week or month or year? How many hours am I getting? Like quality of sleep, all that stuff. Like dig into that, dig into your nutrition, like dig into your hydration. Did you go into this workout like well-fueled, well, um, well hydrated, go into weights into massage did you have any like crazy kinks going on like there are so many different things to look at and i think if you really dig like you'll find it yeah 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 and i think too that um in that process of stepping toward what's wrong and what it is that you might have messed up or you might have missed Man, leave the door open for some grace yeah totally. yeah because here's the thing that people think like and I used to think this too when I was younger. I used to think, man, these pro athletes are probably like super hard on themselves. And they probably like, you know, they beat their bodies and they make it their slave. Like, 
like really intensely and like that's all they think about. But the reality is when you start like hanging out and meeting these pro athletes, and I think it's not just true in running, but it's true in basketball or football or whatever, you find out that these people are like learning from their mistakes, they're digging towards their problems and their issues, and they're treating them like what they are, and they're trying to correct them the best they can, but there's a grace yeah, there, yeah. and there's a forgiveness for themselves, and they move on, and it's not this heavy weight you carry, because if you carry that heavy weight, you're gonna get heavier and heavier. Totally. And then yeah. eventually you give up. Whereas if you give yourself the grace and you give yourself the ability to grow in that area that you're struggling, you get better. Yeah, totally. So you're either gonna give up or you're gonna get better. Yeah. You might as well just enjoy the process yeah. and get better and give yourself grace, but at the same time, be real. Yeah. I mean, don't know that sleep's your problem and then stay up till 2 a.m. eating <laughs> right. Cheetos, watching movies, you yeah, know? Yeah. Deal with it. Yeah, right. No, I, I love that. It reminds me of something I like to say to my athletes, like, let's observe these workouts, good or bad, everywhere in between, as like a cloud in the sky. It's like, it's giving you valuable feedback, but it's not you. It's something that you're observing. You're watching it. You're trying to learn from it. You think it's interesting. You're digging into it. But it's not like you're saying like this heaviness that can come upon you and it's sitting on you and it's weighing you down. And it's like becomes a very emotional thing, right? Like if you can detach yourself from that, all of a sudden like the emotional havoc that, that bad workouts can cause leaves you, you know, because you're like, oh, I'm just I'm just checking this thing out. It's really interesting. I'm just trying to figure it out, you know. So I, I love that, like that yeah. grace, like forgiveness for yourself. And it reminds me too, something you said also too just being okay with mystery because you know we just talked about trying to like figure it out going into your pain but man there's there's times where you may not get it you might not get it uh, there's yeah. i 100 I, I can tell you a bunch of times for myself where I'm like Psh, i don't know why that race <laughs> went so well i don't or i don't know why that workout i just tanked it or that race i tanked it yeah. like you got to leave room for mystery like running is kind of like faith in a way it's like the more you dig into it, the more kind of mysterious and the more questions you come up with. You know, it's the same thing with running. Like the more you dig into it, like sometimes like you just come out like, I have way more questions now than answers, you know? And like, there's this like mystery to running that, um, you know, makes running really fun and life-giving but a, a part that like we can't figure out and, be and then, okay and then you may figure it out like 20 years later <laughs> yeah like, be like oh that's what i should have been doing <laughs> like this whole podcast i've been doing the whole time is pretty much that <laughs> that's right <laughs> it's like this is all this stupid stuff I used yeah to i should have done it that way <laughs> uh cool well uh any any last comments that word of encouragement for someone that just tanked a workout uh, get that somebody mentioned it the other day to me about just having as much it went when you get to that mystery and you can't figure it out I mean you got to forget it and move on totally. I mean, you have yeah. to yeah. yeah I mean you can't just sit there and dwell on it yeah um, I heard a great quote the other day about ruining your dinner right so why are we so worried about ruining our dinner as kids when when, or the adults are worried about the kids ruining their dinner. And the kids are like, there's another meal coming right up after it. Why do I have to worry about it? So I think that's with running. You, yeah. you can't worry too much about it. You got right. another workout to do. Right. Right. Like you can't drag that yeah. into your next long run or your totally. next workout. Yeah. 
Yeah, you got to move on at some point. And like on that note, what I was going to leave people with is like laugh. Like go watch a funny movie. Like if you need to pull up some funny YouTube clips, like it's funny how like laughing can just like instantly change your mood, instantly change your emotions, you know? Mm -hmm. So like like we've been talking about, go into the workout, go into your pain, like do try and figure it out, do try and learn from it. But at the end of the day, if you can move on, like you said, and then just and realize there's another workout coming another day soon, and then just laugh about it, you know? Oh man, if you can laugh at your problems, your problems, bam, they they yeah, vanish, you know? Yeah, they're not as big. Yeah, yeah, so anything you can do to laugh, encourage you guys do that go laugh it off and uh show up for the next workout all right jay thanks for joining us man appreciate your wisdom and always good to chat super fun man all right guys till next time take courage and we will see you next time out